Hi everyone, I'm Lucas Mack and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Well, this is my first episode in a while. I have had so much going on in my life. I have really since February not been in a rhythm. I've traveled around the world twice to Japan, China. I have given a TED Talk. I have uh, gone on a two-week vacation with my family. We um, just There have been so many things happening, and I am about to announce in a few weeks something very probably the biggest thing I've ever done in my life, and I'm about to announce it, and I just know that you are not alone. Whatever, wherever you are and whatever you're going through, you are not alone in your journey of wanting to see the world become a better place and to see people treat people like people. The reality is those that don't treat people with kindness and humanity are hurting. They're hurt people and hurt people hurt people, but healthy people heal people. And I am on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal another. That's why I do this podcast called the Golden Rule Revolution. It's revolutionary to treat people like people, to treat them with kindness and love and compassion and to not judge and truly to stand in a place of being the permission for others to take their masks off so that they may be free. Well, speaking of taking their masks off, I have an incredible guest today, Nicole Jensen. She is a podcast host and a successful entrepreneur. She is a business coach, a life coach. She um, she is she's really incredible. And talking to her, I was just on her podcast, which uh, went live last week, and she's now on my podcast today. She. You know the people that have gone through the trenches, that have the scars, and those are the people that we, I, I think, should be listened to. It's not the ones that present the, the mask that looks so pretty and clean and all put together and know it all. I want to hear from the people who have actually gone through the battle and come out the other side, and Nicole is definitely one of those. So enjoy today's episode. Nicole, thank you so much for joining the Golden Rule Revolution. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Lucas. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my honor. I'm so, I'm honored to have you on. And you, you and I, we had a phone call and we were just saying, I left our call so energized and speaking to you, I say this, I, I just processing it. It makes me feel more safe in the world is knowing that there are people like you that mm. are doing powerful work that have the context and understanding and, and just, so thank you. I just want you to know, thank you. And, and um, if you thank don't you. mind sharing where you came from and, and your story growing up. Sure. How much time do we have? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break a record for the longest podcast. <laughs> oh, well, I'm from Toronto. And uh, I live in San Diego uh, now. Actually, well, I, I've been traveling around California. I've lived in different parts and uh, on my way back to San Diego now, but um, uh, to settle for a little while at least. 
But, um, you know, my background is actually uh, very much in an entrepreneurial um, space. My parents were entrepreneurs. I became an entrepreneur at a very young age. I just always had that spirit, actually, of doing it and, uh, and loved it. And, you know, it was, it, I just, when I started my business when I was 16 years old, it was like, I'm going to be in business. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, in fact, at that time, it was before the Internet. And so I had to, you had to go down to the ministry office wow. and register your business. And so wow. I, I drove down there and they said, well, what kind of business is it? I had a name and then they said, okay, well, so, you know, what kind of business is it going to be? And I thought, I have, I don't know yet. I just have a name. <laughs> I didn't know they were so going to ask me that. So, so, so I just said sales and marketing, which means I have no idea. And so, so I just went from there because that's what I thought business, you know, I thought, oh, well, business is pretty simple. I mean, and at the essence, it really is. It's like you have, you have a product or service that you, you know, you can, you can buy it at wholesale, sell it at retail, make a profit somewhere in there or create yeah. it. Right. Right. And you need a customer and that's it. And so that's what I, that's where I started. And so I've just been in, I've been knee deep in entrepreneurship and business ownership for many years. I also helped my family develop a very successful business mm. and, um, in the direct selling industry. So my dad owned franchises, my mother helped him in that, in those businesses. And then later on they got into, um, direct sales, you know, very successful. And by my mid twenties, I actually thought that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Mm. You know, like I got this. Right. I got this thing worked out, worked hard, made it. I'm in my mid twenties. I made it. Mm. And, uh, you know, God had another plan, I guess, yeah, or yeah. allowed other things to come in to teach me, you know? And, and so since then the, that business actually ended up a few years later, ended up falling apart. And so we lost everything. My parents lost everything. I lost everything, not only financial success, but it was the relational success. It was the confidence. It was all of that. And, you know, found myself in a position where um, my parents were heartbroken. And so I'm, I'm seeing this all occur. And then I'm trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? How do I put my life back together? Mm. And um, what is my legacy in, in, from that? So um, and, and how do I pass on their legacy that they, that they instilled in me, the hard work ethic and, and so forth. And so that's actually where Discover the Edge, my, my coaching company came from. It didn't start out as coaching. It started out as training and development. I was going to do workshops, which I started out doing workshops on personality dynamics because I was asking myself, what are my strengths? You know, what am I passionate about? What, what is my experience? What can I, what do I have to work with? I call my inventory. Like, what's my inventory that I got to work with? And I very qu quickly realized I love to see people win. And I'm like, okay, well, if I love to see people win, what does that look like? That's still generic, right? So, you know, then that's when I really drilled down and said, okay, what I love, what is it about them winning that I love? And it's about them being the best version of themselves and, and doing what they love and doing what they do well. And, and excelling at that. And so that's where I, then I asked myself, okay, what's the best way to do that? And so I started out with workshops and then people started asking me, could you coach me on a one-on-one -on -one basis? And you and I, we've done an you know, interview on the Leaders of Transformation where I interviewed you and you were talking about therapists. Well, at the time people say, you know, hey, could you coach me? And I'm thinking, I'm not a therapist. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, I don't have the patience for that. You know, <laughs> right. the, the, the black, I imagine the black couch. I didn't even know 
you know, really what therapists did. I just kind of had this sense of like the black couch, they have you lay in this black couch and they ask right. you at the end of an hour, they say, okay, we'll see you next week. Right. And I'm going, that's not how I roll. Right. So I'm very results driven, focused and, and so forth. And, um, so, but no, 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 I seriously, we, I really could use your help. And if you could just guide me or coach me, whatever you want to call mm. it, doesn't matter, but I just need your help. And so I agreed to start doing that. And as I began to do that and I hired other coaches, I thought that was the best way to learn about coaching is to hire a coach that was really good at what they did yeah, and, and have them coach me. So I got the double whammy, <laughs> right? Perfect. So I, they're coaching me and I'm learning how to coach. And so uh, as I was doing that, I realized, man, I've been doing this for years. Mm. I've been guiding people through a process and engage, you know, engaging them in their own dreams and goals for years. Right. And so that evolved, as I said, into a full-blown coaching uh, uh, company and, and so forth. And it's been really great. But along the way, and I know that you know, you've created a lot of success in your business. And then you got to the point where you're like, okay, you start having flashbacks as you talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, for me, there's a, lot of th there's a lot of threads. Christopher Worth introduced us. He's yes. awesome. And uh, there's your little girl in the back. Oh, she's so cute. Hi. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be up in a little bit, okay? Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Say bye. Bye. So cute. Oh my goodness. Okay, thanks, babe. Our youngest <laughs> adventuring into the world of podcasting. <laughs> that is so precious. Usually for me, it's my cat, you know, wandering oh, across. Yeah, the... Totally. Hey, what are y'all doing over there? They all come into the group, yeah. Yeah. Or the tail. I've had it actually. The tail right. is gone. Yeah. You don't actually see the cat. You just see this tail. Right. <laughs> what is that? But anyway, um, you know, so for myself, there's been a lot of threads you know, Christopher mm. Worth, when I yeah. first met him and he has his no quit living podcast, he asked me and said, you know, do you have any, any, uh, Valley stories, any difficult stories that you can share? And I'm like, Sure. You know, what area would you like yeah. to cover? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Business, relationships, health, you know, finance, we'll, we'll, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah. you know, during that time, certainly I alluded to the business side of it, but there was also the relational side of it as well. It was mm -hmm. losing those relationships, um, being betrayed, feeling yeah. betrayed yeah. by people that we trusted. Um, and then in the last number of years, I had some experiences of my, my own marriage and, and so forth. And as much as I learned, I extracted so much learning from building a, an eight figure business and then seeing it fall apart. Actually, I, I learned more on the way down hmm. than I learned on the way up. Hmm. Um, and so I learned a, a, so much that I extracted and I now teach other business owners how to avoid falling into those same traps ego, money, you know, yes. greed, all those things, uh, not being, not being on mission and having, you know, working with people that flip that around. One of my mentors, Blair Singer talks about mission, team, individual, you know, and you got to prioritize mm. those three in that order. Okay. And when you flip it around and you put the individual first, the mission doesn't necessarily get served the team doesn't necessarily get served mm. and that's what happened. And so, you know, experiencing all that, I just learned so much, so much valuable richness that I thought, okay, you know what? I, I've learned these lessons, 
but again, life doesn't end in that. And so um, when I got married and my husband and I, I was just, I, I, that's how I ended up in California was he's, he was American. Hmm. And, um, and I think that's interesting. There's a lesson there because sometimes people think, well, they have an experience, they have that, that Valley experience. And now they're on the other side and they just think, okay, now I've arrived. Like now I, okay, I went through, but now this is it. Yeah. And life is a journey and it never ends. And if you think it's supposed to, you're supposed to arrive and it's all supposed to be smooth. I was listening to a message earlier today and it said, you know, if you think it's supposed to be smooth, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And a good story isn't smooth. Like everything was great. I had this little challenge, but then we got over it and life was great the rest of the time. It doesn't work that way. Now you don't have to go out and search for challenges and I recommend you don't, they'll find you. Right. Yes. And in my case, you know, getting married, falling in love, being just so thrilled at 38 years old to find the love of my life, coming down to California, moving 3000 miles away from my family, my friends and my business and starting over and, um, and then having him change his mind Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what, I changed my mind. I actually don't want to be married and I do want to, you know, and you know, that's a whole other conversation we can get into, but Um, that for me, I took it really personal, all the, the personal development work, all of the, the, um, coaching, all of that stuff that I had done hadn't fully prepared me for that experience of having somebody so close to me reject me Mm. and to say that there was, that I was basically in essence, I felt like I wasn't enough. I, I, there was something that some way that I fell short. And so um, I'm going somewhere with this. No, this, but, is, uh, yeah, no, this is beautiful. Is that um, uh, when I when I got to that point, I realized I was like, "Wow, you know what? This actually was a gift for me." Mm. I saw later on. I saw this was a gift for me because it gave me the opportunity to see a part of me that I I hadn't seen before. To notice that actually that I had this weakness, mm. this this soft spot of you know, I looked confident. I acted confident. I thought, you know, I got this. Yeah, yeah. But it was only when, when at that point where I realized I don't completely got this. Mm. And I started to second guess myself, second guess my self-worth, my value. And then it all brought all the stuff up from my childhood and all the experiences along the way, yes. which I had, I had um, built this armor. You talk about the mass, the yes. armor around me to deal with it. But then I, I had to go and deal with that. I had to go through that, what they call the dark valley of the soul or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and the dark night of the soul. And so I had to go through that. And when I went, I got to go through that, not had to, but um, mm. when I went through that, I came out the other side as a much more loving, much more compassionate. And I realized the value and what, you know, how important love is in what we do. And so my coaching has gotten better, mm. um, more powerful, not just from a strategy and skills and all of that, but from a capacity and emotional, mental, spiritual capacity to mm. be able to connect with people and to be able to empower people and guide people through uh, the challenges that they face in their business and their relationships, and their health, because it's all intertwined. Right. And so it's been a wonderful journey to bring me to here. Am I, have I arrived? No, I'm sure there's going to be more, you yeah. know, 
Um, but this has been an incredible journey so far and I'm just grateful for it all. Thank you for, thank you for sharing all that. It is, um, I think it's, we as humans, we crave that, that rest. And we, if we just, is it over, you know, can I rest? Can I have the blissful life forever? And yet that doesn't exist. It, it's only healing. I do believe that there is a threshold of hurt to healed, but then the valleys will continue and ups because that's how we know if we don't know contrast, if we don't know polarity, if we don't know the dichotomy, we don't know one from the other. It's indistinguishable. So in light, I can't distinguish between the light in my room right now and the sunlight and daylight. It's like, well, I turned my light on, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Well, you can't really see light and light. Yes. But when we go into the darkness, when we have those mm, valleys, when we have those good. dips, like, whoa, this is how bright my light is. Whoa, mm. I actually have light. Wow. So when I go back into the day, you don't have to look for light external. You know light internal from what yourself. And that is, I think, um, yeah, we never, the, the life, is, life is beautiful and the four seasons will continue. The death regeneration, death regeneration, the beauty of, of learning and growing and yet, when we get to the place of healing, I'm like, whoa, I have light. I yes. have these, I have this, you called it, you said weak, weakness, and then you said soft spot. I'm like, oh, yes, the softness, which is not, which is not weakness. It's, you know, the soft yeah. beauty, right? And it's yeah. like, wow, this is a beautiful component that I have. And then you stretch capacity. It's, it's just beautiful. And so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And, you know, with that, I was just thinking um, – softness, weakness, you know, when a lot of times I'm talking to people about peace, finding peace, because even in the midst of chaos, you can find peace, you can find joy. A lot of people are looking for happiness. I find that happiness, usually the way people are defining it, it's circumstantial. Yes. I will be happy when. I remember one client, I, I said to her, I said, what is preventing you from being happy right now? Okay, so you don't have the guy that, you know, your, your Mr. Wright hasn't shown up yet right. and, you know, all these things. But what if you were to be happy and choose to be happy in this moment? And everything shifted for her. Hmm. She went to her job. She was a teacher. She went back to her job and she started to embrace that idea of I don't need to wait for something, you know, in order to be happy. I can yes. be happy right now. And yes. her students started to say, hey, what have you done differently? And you're showing up differently. And wow, this has been, this class is so much better. And, and she had more fun and she was happier. And she started doing things that, that where she felt happy, she was attracting more of those opportunities and, and creativity into her life and everything changed. Um, it's like, that is, is what I consider to be true happiness or better yet joy. It's the joy right? That you can have in any moment. So yes, when you start building these muscles and you get to the point where that security comes from, and that's what I got to. I got to this point where, you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody says or does or doesn't say or doesn't do. I know that I'm whole and complete. I'm loved and I'm valued Yes. regardless. Yes. Because you know what? When kids are born, they, they don't have to do anything to be valuable. They don't have to do anything they're just like, oh, they're so perfect, and we dote yes. on them. Yes. They don't have to do anything. In fact, in fact, what they what all they do is poop and 
and, and, <laughs> and cry and, and so totally forth, right? They're really totally. not doing anything other yeah. than things that are, you know, that they need. So That's right. when it, you get to that point, I wrote, I, I wrote a chapter in this book, uh, Power Up Superwomen, and it's called Worthiness from Within. When you get to that point where that worthiness comes from within, it's unshakable. Then when you go through the next thing, because life is going to continue, you go through that next thing and that next thing and that next thing, yeah. then you you have some you have some built some muscles you've built yeah. some some tools you you have a groundedness a centeredness of you know yeah I'll come fix it thank you can you close my door thank you <laughs> thank you that was the oldest oh okay so they're all going hey dad what are you doing <laughs> so you know then you have this groundedness this centeredness that can carry you through those uh, situations that much more effectively. Okay, perfect. Can you close it? Hey, sweetie, can you close my door? Sorry. Turn to go. Thank you. And close the other door. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, so the capacity, yes. So yes, keep going. I'm sorry. I'm listening. That's okay. Yeah. So I was just saying is then you have what, you, when you go forward, you, you have that to take with you and you have this unshakable peace. You have this unshakable uh, confidence and worthiness that mm. when you go into those other, those, those next, the next journeys of your life. Okay. <laughs> Please close the door. No one come back down. Thank you. This you is gotta love family. Come on. Dabbing it up. Now all three kids have come in. So now there you go. We're good. We you just need your wife to come in and we get a yeah. chance to meet her She's too. Not here. That's the issue. That's it. Oh, is that right? That's what it is. Yeah. That's well, and is. you know what? The, that's your, but that's, those there are, are treasures. Yes. They're your gifts. Yes. Oh, what a beautiful gift. They, they have, um, in our in the podcast we did previous to this, which was on your podcast where we just hit, did, uh, recorded, um, I wanted to say this, but this is actually perfect time seeing them is children in a healthy environment a child can process their pain they cry and after they're done crying the pain that they experience they, you know kids will move on next thing you know it's like oh I'm, I'm back playing they fall scrape their knee they cry bleed fix it up and they're back like it nothing, nothing happened and it's because I believe that they got that trauma out yes in unhealthy environments, parents specifically, I know in my case, is don't, don't cry, like knock it off, like intimidate us to like stuff yeah. it in and like suck it up. So then all that pain compounds and compounds and compounds. And adults think we are trying to teach the children when in reality, it's children that should be teaching adults of here is a blank slate of health. Here is a blank slate of processing pain. I eat till I'm full. When I'm not full, I'm done. I receive love. I don't push someone away. I actually let someone hold me. I cry until, I mean, it's like, if you look at the wisdom of a child in its health, there's so much to learn for, like, they stay in the present. They, you know, they, I mean, it, that is a, they express themselves like what you talked about themselves. they express yes. themselves yes and, and and for us to say don't cry oh don't cry actually it's interesting because when i went through this grief uh recovery handbook mm. last year after my after my uh husband left came back left again 
Um, and you know, now we're divorced. Uh, my parents both passed away. Actually, my mother passed away and my husband went off and, um, decided he'd want to be married anywhere. He wanted to play the field simultaneously. So I was dealing with both of those things at the same time. And the two, the two people that were the closest to me at the same time, I needed some support. I needed to, I needed to process through that. And there was a lot of people who said to me, power through, you're going to be strong and you're, you're a strong woman. You're going to be able to get through it. And that's true. And I needed to process that grief so that it wouldn't, I wouldn't be carrying it into the next chapter in my life. And so I was going through this grief recovery handbook, which is an excellent resource. I, um, they talk about the fact that we are not taught to process grief properly. Usually people will say, well, don't cry. Don't cry. Right. You know, right. You know, look on the bright side. There's somebody better out there. You know what? He, you deserve better. Or, you know, yeah. he wasn't the right one or, you know, yeah. your mother's in a good place. All right. those wonderful right. you know, things that they say because they want to try to try to console. And in that moment, you know, it's not about saying all those things or diminishing it. It's actually giving me the opportunity to feel it. Yes. Much like with you, it's like, you got to face the pain. You got to look into it, step into it. Yes. Feel all of it. Yes. And then you can heal from it. And that's actually where my grief process Mm. was just really compressed. And I was able to process through it very quickly. And I know you and I, you know, we were talking about the, what is unconditional love that yes, even that's right. beyond unconditional love is that perfect love, how I can ha- possibly right now still love my husband, mm. right? Completely. Yes. Even in the midst of what he was doing or not doing and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the only way I was able to do this because I was able to process my own hurt and coming back to what I was saying earlier, about this, you know, this process that I went through of getting to the point where I knew I was whole and complete and that my value wasn't contingent on what somebody else did or said. I've had people say, well, you know, just know that it's not you. Uh, Mm. Thank you. The first time around, I didn't know that. And Mm. I had to learn, I got to learn that. Mm. The second time around, I was like, I'm very clear. Mm. This is not because I'm not enough. You know, that's not what this is about here. This is about a pattern and somebody that doesn't want to deal with a pattern right. and is using something for his life that doesn't quite frankly, doesn't work for me. I'm not interested in having an open relationship like that. Right. So it's just like, I love you and yep. this doesn't work. Yep. And you're, you're, you're opting out and I'm accepting that yes. and I'm accepting you for everything you are, everything you're choosing, who you're choosing to be. I'm fully accepting of you in that because that's your choice. It's your right. life and right. you get to choose that. Now there are consequences. That is true. Yes. Right. The consequences. I'm not going to be in that life with you. Right. Right. And so that's that. So you've got to you've got to choose. Yeah. What do you want? That's beautiful. You. This. I think. Love. If we just simplify it as, that's why I love. In Hebrew, it means to give. Love is the word hava means to give. So if we just think. Love is giving. We want love because we need, we want something. We want someone to give us love. But then what we're wanting is 
they want we want to give us affirmation sense of security a sense of being known all these mm. things a, a connection a physical connection the, we want these things when someone gives that to us that is love but we've tr we've I believe uh, the wolves got in amongst the sheep, dressed the sheep, and started teaching the sheep the wolf's way of being, and then devoured these sheep. And so we think of the word love is an obligation of feeling. And yes. love, you, what you just described, is love. Yes, there are consequences, because the opposite of love is to take from someone. So you're not taking from him anything. Yes. You simply loved him. What you gave him is his freedom, his, what he wants, his, you know, and you don't want to hurt him, take his life, get back, vengeance. That's not love. But when you can get in that place because you went through the process to grieve, heal and say, I can still love you. Yes. And it doesn't mean you have to be close. It doesn't mean you have to be emotionally connected. It doesn't mean you have to, I mean, this is where people get confused on this word love. And, um, when we, I think I'm so passionate about taking definitions back from the abuser. The wolves do not get to define to the sheep what the sheep's language is. The mm. sheep get to protect the language and tell the wolves to get out. And I love the analogy. Uh, one of my best friends, a Navy SEAL, and he talks about wolves, sheep, and sheepdogs. And sheepdogs have the same ability as a wolf to impact pain upon the sheep. But instead of hurting the sheep. They choose to protect the sheep with the same veracity and mm. ferociousness that the wolves will come. They go after the, the, the wolves, sheepdog. So I see myself as a sheepdog and I'm protecting the language of the sheep. For instance, relationship. When mm. someone says I'm in relationship with someone, but they, and then da, 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 and start tree. That's not a relationship. The word relationship equals trust. And yes. when a true relationship is two human beings choosing to come together on a level playing field built on trust. So when we don't trust people, but we call it, I'm in relationship with them, that is the abuser's definition of that word. That is not the definition of that word. And yes. so we have acquaintances. Well, they may, be, they may be in relationship in relation to, but they're not they're, uh, experiencing the essence of what relationship is yes, designed to be they're, yes. they're an acquaintance they're they're in spending time together whatever there's other words that yeah you're right to yeah. protect that i only give my relationship to people that i trust and i want people mm -hmm. to protect that that is you get to choose who we you we all of us we get to choose who we give that relationship to we yes. also get to choose who we give our time and, and treasures and talents and all these things too and that you just said a perfect example of what I see, what love it. You get to choose to be loving and it doesn't mean you have to be emotionally connected or whatever the guilt and obligation of people saying whatever. Well, and Tony Robbins talks about it and he said, talks about the levels of, of love and what most of us are familiar with is trading. Hmm. So I give you love, you give me love. Yeah. If you don't give me love, then I'm not going to give you love. And so it's contingent on what somebody does for them. We hear this a lot on Facebook, you know, hang around with people that make you happy. Well, hmm. A, nobody makes you happy. You get to choose your own. Energy. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so nobody makes you sad. Nobody makes you happy. Nobody makes you angry. 
you choose that. It's mm. coming from within you and coming out. Mm. They can trigger and, and instigate that, but ultimately you get to choose your attitude. Right. Uh, Victor Fran Frankel from the book, yes. Man's Search for Meaning, yes. talks about the fact that they can take everything away from you, but the one thing that they cannot take away from you is the ability to choose your attitude. And so in choosing love, uh, that comes from me. And ultimately, it's not even me. It, you know, it's God, mm -hmm. in my, I believe, yeah. that God, because I know that I couldn't do it on my own. Yes. Right? It is that love that I experience that I can give. It's like an, out of an overflowing yes. of receiving love and being conscious and aware of that love that I have received, yes. that grace that I have received. Yes. in my imperfection, that I'm able to share that with others and love them regardless, because I get that they're not perfect. They don't need to be perfect to be loved. Right. I get that they are who they are and they're choosing what they choose to cho you know, choose. And that, that's, that's the freedom. I mean, it's funny because people talk about frustration. I get, I'm so frustrated with so-and-so. The only time where we're frustrated, I, I was doing a workshop on personalities and, and this came out and I was like, oh yeah, that just, it really spoke to me. It's like the only time we're ever frustrated with people is when they're not doing what we think they should be doing. Mm. And who are we? <laughs> That's good. And who are we to determine what they should and shouldn't be doing? That's right. To control another human being like that. That's right. Now we can be disappointed in what they've done and it doesn't work for us. And that's, that's, but to be frustrated. Yes. Right. Yes. Is, is a whole different thing. So rather than frustration, choose fascination. Why do they say that? Mm. Why are they doing that it that way? Why did they not do it that way? That's right. Why didn't they do it like, like I did because they were right. So standing in their shoes, That's right. choose curiosity over criticism. Get curious, seek to understand. When you seek to understand, even with my, my ex-husband, when I sought to understand where he was at emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, when I got where he was at and really put myself into his shoes, that's when I realized I actually had compassion for him mm. because based on his experience, life experience, it makes sense that he's making the choices that he's making right now because our choices That's right. are determined by our life experience. That's a hundred percent. So, so it gave, so I actually had my heart went out to him mm -hmm. I was actually able to give him and express more love to him because I got where he was coming from. I had compassion for it. Now there's also the, you know, the point where it's like, okay. Uh, and, you have the opportunity, he has the opportunity, we all have the opportunity, just like I had, the opportunity to say, okay, do I want to stay, you know, and like what you talk about with men, is do I want to stay in this pain? Do I want to continue with this pattern that's the self-sabotage? Right. Do I want to continue in that or do I want to make a change? Mm -hmm. And where the, the challenge is, is that when people take their pattern and they make it their identity and say, this is just the way I am, that's hard to change because yeah. you are making, you are owning it. Right. And so just recognize and separate the two and saying, this is a pattern of behavior based on life experience, based on the meaning I've made, you know, into things and so forth. I can choose to change that mm. if I want to. So 
Anyway, yeah. we could we could go on and talk about this for hours. I get, yes. I get excited and about we it. We will actually. <laughs> we will just not today. Not the. Right. We will have a part three, four, five of the conversation. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, and and I'll put in the show notes all your contact info. But just real quick before we get off, um, how can people find you? Sure. Yeah, I have a website, discovertheedge.com. I will create a designated page for your listeners, which is discovertheedge.com forward slash golden rule. And so if they go to that, then um, there'll be a link there. If they want to schedule a time to chat with me, we can do that. Awesome. Um, Awesome. Yeah, I'll put some other cool resources, free resources that they can pick up. Please, everyone reach out to Nicole. You will not regret it one moment. I left so charged after our conversation and I've watched your podcast with your interviews with other people and just the, the, the sphere of influence that you have created around yourself is and drawing to yourself and who you have attracted into your life are amazing people. And so thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. I am very blessed. I'm very grateful and I'm grateful to be here with you and, and thank you, Lucas. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I am committed to continuing to bring episodes to you every week. The Golden Rule Revolution is taking place. And when I announce in a few weeks what I've been up to, I am excited for you to join in this movement of healing because heal people, heal people. I'm Lucas Mack. As always, subscribe, download, like, share, rate this podcast. Find me on Facebook, like my page, find me on Instagram, follow me, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join the movement, join the content, join the conversation, and let's make the world the place that we know it can be because we choose to be the change we want to see. I'm Lucas Mack, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.